Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. So episode three is looking at end of year reflections and what can you do in that funny time between Christmas and New Year. I want you to still take time out to be able to relax and enjoy but also this episode is going to give you some tips and prompts that help you to be able to reflect on what's gone well this year or even this decade and some tips on what else you can do with that reflection to make it really effective for you. I can remember really looking forward to that sort of time in between Christmas and New Year when I was in a corporate environment and I explained to you more about what I used to do to see if it'll help you too. Welcome back to Lessons for Leaders podcast with me, your host, Emma Langton. I'm a leadership coach and workplace trainer. If you've not joined me before, each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business and thrive in life. Now, I hope if you're listening to this on the day it's released, it's set to release on Boxing Day. So if you've been listening, I hope you've had a really lovely Christmas and enjoyed some of the festivities and not completely overindulged. I also hope that you're not quite thinking about work just yet. As I pre-record this, I'm still on full-on excitement about everything that's going on in my business. So let me just remind you that my Talking Truths conference is running at the end of February. There are some special price tickets available. If you want to grab yours now, the link is in the show notes so that you can go over and make the most of the limited amount of great deal prices there. The Talking Truths Conference is there to enable female leaders in the workplace and men, you're also really welcome, allies of women in leadership. We'd really love to see you there. The purpose of this conference is to enable you to improve your performance so that you can lead effectively, you can grow in confidence and make a positive impact on the professional and personal growth of you and any team that you manage without compromising on that work-life balance or your own well-being. There's more details in the link in the show notes. Please do go over and have a look and grab your ticket soon before those super deal tickets prices run out. I'd really love to see you there. If you've got any questions, just drop me an email or use the contact details on my website at www.emmalankton.com. I'll be more than happy to answer those questions. Although in the break between Christmas and New Year, there might be a little bit longer time before I come back and respond to you, but I will definitely get back to you. Anybody else listening? Then please do subscribe to this podcast And do, even whilst you've got a little bit of time between Christmas and New Year, do go over to iTunes and leave me a review, please. It helps the listeners be able to find the podcast so that we can share this with more people that need it. And I'd really appreciate that. 
And if you want to get in touch with me for any other reason, to ask me any questions, to ask me to do any particular episode topics, I'd really love that too. So what am I talking to you about this week? Well, you know, in this time between Christmas and New Year, the work reduces, hopefully, So your productivity goes down, deteriorates a little bit. You might not get as much work accomplished as other times of the year. And in some ways, I hope that that's true, even though it sounds like it's a bit of a negative. I really hope that you do make use of the information that I give you in previous episodes about taking time off and about how you can plan and schedule. And you can still plan accordingly and make great use of this time between Christmas and New Year. I remember absolutely loving the time between Christmas and New Year when I was in corporate environment. It was life before kids, granted. So, you know, whether you're listening and you've got a a family and you've got kids or whether you're not, it's still going to apply to you. For me, in life before kids, I was in a environment where the office needed to be staffed it was the skeleton staff but it needed to be staffed and I was often happy to do that and I would save jobs that I really wanted to do in that time it might have been things like you know sorting out some of the bigger stuff some of that stuff that you really really wanted to do and you never quite got around to doing it might have been something like doing a you know fairly decent reorganization of things or it might have been about planning ahead or creating some different structure so that things were much more easier to be able to do when you know we hit the ground running in the new year so it might have been about um reorganizing restructuring templates it might have been about having a look at staffing it might have been um just having a very good clear out of all the kind of the filing and the uh, old stuff that that we didn't need anymore It was usually things that needed much more time. And it was usually things that needed uninterrupted time. And when I talk to you today about what I'm going to suggest that you do for you personally in this time between Christmas and New Year, these are also things that sometimes need a little bit of time setting aside. And they also need a little bit of uninterrupted time. But when you listen to what it is that I'm about to tell you you'll recognise that actually this is also about sorting out, about sometimes reorganising and it's about planning ahead too. What I'm talking about is taking time to reflect. Now it's really important that we do as leaders and particularly as a coach that I take time for self-reflection to reflect on what's going well in, in me personally what's going well with the things that I do, what's going well in the business or, you know, and in the workplace. And so the reason that reflection is really, really good for you is that when we are so busy trying to move forward with our lives, we rarely take time to slow down and give things some thought, give things that self-reflection and have that reflection time move it up the levels of importance in my opinion taking time to reflect is one of the best ways that you can increase 
your productivity, your positivity. You can get that great recognition, awareness of yourself, and you can really shift your mindset with it too. Self-reflection enables me to be able to look back at what's gone well, what's not gone well, even just from one coaching session. What could I do things different? How could I do them different? And you can almost take time to to kind of almost rehearse. When you think about it, you're not caught off guard when those sort of situations happen in another time. We've even used it with the kids. When they're little and and we were living with uh, such a lot of their trauma, it was really important that my husband and I took time to to discuss, to talk about the day, to reflect on it and to say, what could we do differently? How can we respond differently next time? How can we make that better, easier, smarter? You know, whatever it is. So this time between Christmas and New Year is a really, really good time to do that. Now, it's the end of a decade. It's not just the end of a year this time, it's the end of a decade. You can take the time to review how your year's gone or even the whole decade. I know that might seem like a big job. You might be thinking, oh my God, Emma, seriously, I thought we were having a bit of a rest. (laughs) Well, do make sure you have a bit of a rest. It's entirely up to you how you do this reflection. I like to sit down and kind of make some notes and, and scribble things because it does get it out of my head. But I also take time when I'm out walking, perhaps when I'm out walking with Charlie or when I've um, got time out on my own. Um, I also take some time to reflect then as well. So I use different times and different ways to reflect. And there's no kind of one size fits all. You do need to find something that just works for you. Don't worry about because somebody else does it that way, then you need to. You know, just, just, it's more important to just make sure it happens. So find a way that works. If I think about the amount of reflection that I will be doing, gosh, I didn't even have my business at the start of 2010. I was retraining then and I knew that there was a turning point happening in my life. And actually, I didn't really know where that was going. When I look back now, my business has grown and evolved over time. There are some things that, even if I do say so myself, I think, you know, I'm really good at. And there are other things that didn't work that and I've kind of left by the wayside and, and decided to let go of. Some of my short-term goals were really simple. Back then, it was about working one day a week and being available to support my kids because they were young and um, troubled and needed me. Now, I work about three and a half days a week. I still support my kids. But I'm there to provide the support for the amazing people that I work with that have been my clients over the last nine years. And my business has grown from just being one day of hypnotherapy, working with stress and anxiety and fears and phobias, to now going and working with um, business leaders in corporate world and ones that come to me on a one-to-one basis, on a group basis. And also the work that I do going into businesses to provide all sorts of wellbeing training with the workshops and courses that I do that start from an hour's workshop to a half day and a full day that cover resilience, work-life balance, change management, the way that you have conversations and how you speak to people so that it can be really effective. And that's massive from moving from one day a week. 
And when I recognise that, that's the one thing that I want you to begin to think about. It's really important that you give yourself some praise about what's gone well. And that's where I'd like you to start. When you praise yourself for the accomplishments of the past year or even the past decade, it's important to be positive. It's it, you know, Praise can help you to be motivated. It can also, if you've got staff, if you've got a team, it's important to be positive and motivating for your employees and for your staff. It's important that we look at the good stuff so that we can gather up the positives, so that we can find the things that are really encouraging, so that we can recognise the things that we do well, so that, that can spur us on with that belief in ourselves and that ability that we can have to do things really well. If it's with staff, make sure you find an opportunity to communicate those messages. Now, I communicate a lot of my messages out through my newsletter. You know, give me a shout if you're not on that list. I've just sent out, I am pre-recording this podcast, um, but I, you know, I've just sent out my Christmas newsletter now and um, got that all written. And I've been thanking people for their support with me over the year and for people that voted for me in the recent awards that um, I was really lucky enough to be a finalist in. So, you know, it's finding ways to thank people. It might be that you stand up and you thank people at, um, you know, the return to work time or when you're out. We used to, some of the, um, it was very male-orientated team that I worked in, but some of the guys that I worked with that used to, um, we planned some one-to-ones in the time between Christmas and New Year. So this was for those that are not familiar with that terminology, um, you know, a meeting with you and your manager to review, again, what's going well, what's not going well. Um, there was a couple that were planned at, at the time between Christmas and New Year. And um, and then it ended up being taken down to the pub on the afternoon. And, um, and then within a year, um, people were complaining that they were invited to this one-to-one. Um, and so it ended up being the one-to-many. And this one-to-many has continued with these people all, all the way through, even though I'm not longer with the company. And actually, a lot of the others are not with the company. We still do um, a meet-up now that's called a one-to-many. And it is a reflection. And it is, a, you know, looking at and we're catching up with people and about what's gone well and what's not gone well. It might not be quite the right environment. I'm not encouraging you all to drink here. It might not be the right environment to take everybody to the pub. But it can be a time when you do take some time to reflect and give feedback um, and talk to your staff as well, um, with or without the booze, obviously. So um, back to the topic. Um, If you take some time to um, acknowledge what's going well and what's not going well, do you know sometimes it's just much more about that gesture and about the thought that you're giving people than it is about any other, you know, great big, um, well, I'm sure everybody will welcome bonuses and things if that's applicable to your uh, team and your company. But, you know, just to say thanks and to recognise what people have done well is is so powerful. But you can take some time in this, in this break between Christmas and New Year to look at what's going well for you in your life or in your career or in your, in your business environment. If you look at 
each of those areas of your life. You might look at health, at, at your home environment, at your relationships, at where you're having fun, you know. And once you draw attention to each of these areas, you can begin to recognize whether you're getting enough of it, whether you've got the balance in it, whether you feel frustrated from it, whether you feel that you are enjoying it, or whether, you know, you are perhaps not getting enough of time with family or friends, or even time for yourself. You might want to have a look at too, once you've done that, what you need to let go of. Because let's face it, if you're doing sort of all work and no play, then maybe you need to let go of some of the things that you're doing. Maybe you need to delegate. Maybe you need to find a way that you can have a bit more family time and a bit more time with your friends or a bit more of that hobby or activity that really lights you up and, you know, improves your health or your well-being in some shape or form. Do you need to let go of things that are not serving you well? Often when we let go, I mean, the trees let go of their leaves in every autumn, you know, and we worry about letting go of things. We worry about giving somebody else the responsibility, you know, like even just letting go of the reins, even if it's not something that you stop completely, but you just let somebody else take charge of or somebody else help you with. We often worry about that. But I want you to think about it in a different way. I want you to spin it around and look at, you know, what do you let go of in order to create space for new opportunities, new experiences, um, maybe new relationships or just creating that time, as I said. When you look at your sort of end of year, end of decade reflections, see where you're at and what it is that you can learn from it. You might want to write down, I, I'm letting go of. In 2020, I'm let, I have let go of. I will let go. Don't think too much about it because don't overanalyze it is what I'm saying. Just work at what's kind of not working well for you. And then that will enable you to be able to look ahead. At this point, you can come clear on what aspects of your life are doing really well as are some of the things that I've just mentioned in mine, think about the bigger picture. Think about questions that you need to ask yourself that will help you to be able to move in the right direction. You know, where is my life taking me? Where do I want to be? You know that lovely interview question, where do you want to be in five years' time? And I saw somebody on LinkedIn the other day say that whenever they were asked that question, in an interview, they just said, well, I want to be happy. And even if that is your answer, so that it sounds, I think the, I think the chat was saying, it, oh, I didn't sound um, too ambitious. But you know what, even if in five years time, I hope it's in less than five years, by the way, but even if you've got this in, a, in X amount of time, I want to be happy, then I'm going to say, what does happy look like? What do you need in your life for happy to be there? you know, and get that, get that vision, get that, that view of that time ahead so that you know where you're going and you know what um, you want to put into your life, where you want to go, what space you want to create to make these shifts. Um, even if, 
you're not really very sure, keep coming back to this. And you'll find that um, certain things will happen in your life to be able to make things a bit clearer. But if you never think about it, then you're kind of never going to have any kind of direction and any clear idea of what what it's going to look like. Even if you just know what things needed to be improved, you're planting the seeds for what could be there in your future for you. Think about what you're grateful for right now. Now, this is a little bit different uh, to what's going well in your life, but think about what you're really grateful for. When you look at what you have, when you look at the things that you're grateful for, and it can be really simple things. You know, for me, it's sometimes it's things like, and it's quite a big thing, but obviously, you know, it's the roof over my head. It is the family around me. It is that, you know, my business moves from strength to strength. It is my ability to keep going when things are difficult. It's, you know, it's often it's my resilience, you know, but even if it's, my comfy bed, um, a warm duvet, if it's for, you know, that you can be optimistic, if it's that you are able to live the life that you want, that you are, for me, so I'm able to take the time that I need when my family needs it, if it's um, all sorts of things, they don't have to be huge, but look at the things that you're grateful for. When we do that, when we, and I often um, think of these things just when I'm brushing my teeth, because I've done this for a long time, but often I will say to my clients, write down at least three to five things that you're grateful for every single day. It might be that somebody held a door open for you. It might be that the bus was on time. It might be that somebody, you know, um, noticed that you'd dropped your phone out of your pocket, you know, the other day and that saved you a whole load of hassle. And it might be all sorts of things like that. But when you begin to write down or recognise the things that you're grateful for, it means that your brain naturally looks at the positive things that are going on. It naturally highlights the positive things. And it can, it's been proven to rewire your brain so that you do see more of the positive stuff rather than the negative stuff. But it's a really good thing to start to do at the end of the year. And even to keep going if you feel up to doing that. And then, you know, I do talk about this quite a lot and I know I get people say to me, Emma, it's easier said than done. But do take some time for you over this Christmas and New Year. I did talk about it in the last episode. If you didn't get it, skip back and go and catch up with it. Because, you know, if you're a bit of a workaholic and you're um, ignoring other aspects of your life, um and you're not taking time for that work-life balance and um, looking after your health and improving the feel-good chemicals, you know, then actually you're going to need to question how long you can sustain this for. A lot of the clients that come to me um, of of senior leaders and C-suite will say to me that they do feel alone there at the top, that they don't have people to talk to, that they don't have people that they can chat things over, that they can assess that they can question that they can be reflective and if you haven't got those sorts of things then really do question is this the right balance for you where are the risks in this 
Because if some of the simple things that you really want to do and are not getting done and you're more focused on the constant pressure of sort of keeping up and, um, you know, doing all the work in all the hours, you're not going to get that joy. You're not going to get that feeling of accomplishment. And I really want you to be able to feel that and be able to um, springboard from now into 2020 feeling absolutely fantastic and going all the way through next year and the next decade and meeting your goals and, you know, meeting your own needs as well. So I do hope that that's really helpful for you. I tried very much not to be rambling on um, and keep it, you know, relatively short and sweet so that you can listen to it in a decent amount of time. So if you've got any questions that you want to ask me, if you've got any key reflections that came up for you that you'd like to let me know about, I'd really love to hear from you. It's emma at emmalangton.com. And if you've got any questions for me about the event, Talking Truth, the future of female leadership that's running in February next year, go and get your tickets now. They're on the discounted price for a limited amount of time. And then do have a really fantastic time off between Christmas and New Year. And I wish you all the very best. And then I will be back in your earbuds in the new year. Bye for now.